Hey friends, welcome back. We've missed everyone. So much has happened the last couple of weeks, months, first half of the year. I feel like it's been forever since we've recorded. And we are so glad to have a safe space for us to talk. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you listen to Friends Uncensored, your favorite podcast. Let's dive into this week's topic. We are going to be talking about slut shaming. And from this conversation, what we want everyone to really take away is to kind of stop and think twice before you do slut shame, to kind of take accountability for yourselves and think, why are you even slut shaming someone or even have those thoughts? I think oftentimes it's so easy to project our emotions, our thoughts, and our feelings onto other people without really realizing what we're doing. So with that, we're going to start off with what slut shaming actually means to you so we'll start with you jen so i hate to slut shame obviously because i've been slut shamed in the past so it just kind of sucks that we automatically do it to each other without even thinking about it but really i guess i quote unquote slut shame just like in my mind just based on how people carry themselves and like how they act like i have anxiety when it comes to attention so i don't like getting attention so just i guess the type of girls that throw themselves on attention and need to be in the center and throw themselves on guys and have to make sure that they're the ones being looked out by them. Like, I don't necessarily think they're sluts because that that might be all that they're doing. It's just the complete opposite of how, how I act. So I, that's just like the most, I guess, the quote unquote slut shaming that I would do. It's just it's really dependent because I use that word in a very like general topic. Like if I'm annoyed by somebody, I could call them a bitch, a slut, a whore. And I don't really think that they're that any of those things. So I don't give a lot of meaning to those words. I do think that if somebody goes out of their way to do inappropriate things, like for instance, if I have a boyfriend and you know that I have a boyfriend and you sleep with him and I forgive my boyfriend and we go through it again. And then again, it's the same girl. I might think that you're a whore. But maybe you're just in love with my boyfriend and I just had bad luck. So, <laughs> but, so, I mean, really, like, but I would probably think my boyfriend's a whore, too. So, to me, it wouldn't be, like, a one-way road because I think that that goes for either genders. And But I don't think that it's based on, like, you sleep with too many people or if you are very overly sexually active or any of that. I don't think it's fair to judge anybody by those things. But, um I do think, touching a little bit on what Jen spoke about, I do think that the way that you portray yourself can be perceived in certain ways. Whether I think it's fair or not, that's a whole other ballgame. But I do think that if you portray yourself to be very conservative, but you're not, then people are just going to think that you're conservative. You, if you portray yourself to be very out there, then people are going to think that you're a very out there person. So a lot of the way that we show ourselves can be perceived in certain ways and maybe we're not like that but it's easy to misconstrue stuff and who how do we stop someone else from perceiving us the way they want to you know like you're not going to please everybody i believe that we've been told that we are not supposed to be promiscuous as women and that it's always acceptable from the male side because they're wired differently which i feel is a crock of shit but let's say that we are more of the emotional and the men are the more physical it's up to us to kind of change the definition that we give each other like I could call one of my friends a slut because like I was joking around or that we have this banter that's fun 
Or I could judge somebody by them wearing super tiny shorts and saying, oh, well, she's a whore because her ass cheeks are out, which I've caught myself doing things. And I don't think that it comes from a malicious side. It could be somewhat jealousy sometimes. And I'm like, man, I wish my ass cheeks looked that great. Do do you think that there's a time and place for dressing certain ways i'm not gonna go to church wearing certain things out of respect like, for wear a super deep v exactly dress with your boobs hanging out no and and let's say i do love my cleavage and i love to expose that part of my body which that's fine but you also have to find a setting for that and i think that at a meeting that's not always the best place to do it. I notice like anchors, they wear a lot of dresses. We are made to think the type of woman we're supposed to look like. Like, oh, well, if you're dressed in this way, that's aesthetically pleasing for our eyes. But if she wears something too manly, too androgynous, it's like, oh, well, she must be a ball buster. True. I mean, really quick, the whole anchor thing, the reason why they they made them wear short dresses was because it draws people to want to watch and see like the long legs. There was that movie, and I can't remember the name Bomb right now. Show. Yes, there you go. That's the movie I was just thinking of. Thank you. I recently saw it. I was so grossed it. out by that. I wanted to touch upon a few things that you had said. I think that it goes back to really what society creates for us. We are conditioned to think a certain way, and if we see a woman dressed a certain way and not the right setting or whatever, then we immediately are quick to judge. If a woman is too promiscuous and her business gets known, um, I think we're really quick to judge. And I think a lot of it comes from like maybe our own personal insecurities as well. Like I think sometimes someone that might be a little bit more timid and would want to be more promiscuous is like, oh, she's a slut. And it's really because you kind of want to be as well. Um, And I think it's really crappy that in this day and age that we are in this like whole woman empowerment, like boss babes, women can do everything, we're super women, that we still are kind of beating each other down. Like, so many people talk about like really building each other up. But then like the minute that the woman does something that's not pleasing or in accordance to what people think, they are so quick to be like, Oh, you're a slut, you're a whore. Oh, you did that. And I think that's really shitty to discredit someone so quickly, based on their sexuality or their sexual discretions yeah and i often think that women are other women's like hardest Mm -hmm. critic and so many things so i feel like women need to figure out how to start getting behind each other a little bit better everybody experiences certain things at some point in their life and you don't want to be that person in that scenario for sure because it doesn't feel nice you know because you're already dealing with other stuff so then to be the person that's being shamed and being to feel a certain way like that isn't yeah very proper either very nice or very i remember high school like i went through something um you know you're drinking you're 17 years old you're an idiot you don't notice that you're in front of a certain crowd that is going to talk the next day and once it gets ignited it's like wildfire you can't turn that down and people are going to talk and then it's like the game of telephone it's going to start off one way like there's so much that goes in between high school shaming that i think it carries on for our adult life I agree. I was definitely going to talk about that and say, I think a lot of it starts when we are younger, much like everything in our life always Mm. stems from our childhood. Um, I think kids then, and I, I, from my understanding, kids nowadays are even worse. I think it really starts from there. I don't think it's cool to slut shame 
um, especially like in high school, like we obviously went to, Nani and I went to the same high school and Ingrid did as well for a certain time. And I think that during that time, it's, you're discovering your sexuality. And if you're curious with someone from school, it eventually gets out. And because you Mm -hmm. don't have the maturity or the experience, unfortunately, the girls are always slut shamed and it's somehow goes around all school and it shouldn't really happen like that and if it does i think if the girl at such a young age is promiscuous like that's maybe something to kind of look at from a psychological point of view and maybe she should do like therapy because maybe that means something else like she's trying to fill a void that maybe she's not getting at home and it just kind of goes on a way deeper level but Mm -hmm. i think that's something that people really should take into account and parents these days should really think about and have those conversations because my parents sure should not have conversations about sex i mean i think my mom brought out a baby book and was like birds and bees <laughs> kind of stuff i was like my mom okay. didn't <laughs> talking. yeah thank god i had older siblings that like kind of just told me not to do anything because my mom like she never told me anything yeah which is scary and i go i think it goes for men as well like even though they're seen as the heroes when they have sex at such a young age i think that they're also trying to fill a void or like an acceptance i think that when you find that Mm -hmm. there's a lot more underneath it and how many of you guys weren't told that you have to be x y and z for a guy to like you yeah so i was called the prude because i wouldn't do certain things and i remember a very uncomfortable scenario where i was out with a friend and we ended up at some guy's house and she was like immediately ran off with him and left me with some other guy and i just i was way more innocent like i really felt uncomfortable and like we go in this room and they're like lights turned off she's doing her thing with the guy and the guy's just like trying to touch me i'm like don't fucking touch me like i'm uncomfortable and it just puts you in like this position where you feel like you have to do something and then if you stand up for yourself it's like oh you're a prude ew uh then you're Prude shamed because you didn't spread your legs or you didn't like allow something to happen, which is crappy. Yeah, we can't win that way. Women can't win. You're either a prude or a slut. There's no in between. Yeah. And if you're in between, you're forgotten. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. So we had touched upon on, I think, dressing as well. So how do you feel how dressing can attract a certain relationship? Like even your energy, like the way that you dress, like the way that you carry yourself, like that's going to attract the kind of people that you're bringing into your life. Like even even your friendship, but like if we're talking about dating and like the men that we're bringing into our lives, then yeah, like the way that you're, you're dressing, you're automatically going to give somebody the idea of how you are, even if it's not accurate. If you're wearing a very short, tight dress that is very like, revealing like it shows a lot of cleavage and it's also short and you know very form-fitting the guys are going to have a specific idea of how you are even if that's not how you are at all it might not even be yours maybe you borrowed that dress you didn't have anything else to wear you're gonna get those kinds of people coming up to you like the people that think you're easy and are gonna try to get that i feel like that kind of goes back to like how society views things because i agree with what you're saying to a certain extent i don't think i think men also need to be trained or need to understand that a woman should be free to dress a certain way you shouldn't have expectations that she is going to give out because like for example me i I can still be a prude to this age, day and age. I'm 32 years old and sometimes I can still be a prude. And I do like to dress sexy, but it doesn't mean that because I dress a certain way that I'm going to open my legs for you. 
Oh, a thousand percent. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying that that's just what's gonna like what people think when they yeah. see you. Like, I, I, I've even done it. Like, I've seen girls that I'm just like, what are you wearing? Like, we're out of fucking Flanagan's. Like, <laughs> why are you wearing that? Like a, a mini skirt and a crop top. Like, wh- who are you trying to impress? Like, why are you trying to get attention? And then I'm like, dude, maybe she's going somewhere after. Maybe she just did just came from something. Like, why am I judging this person? It's just something that comes out automatically. It's just something that's like in your brain. You're trained to think this way, which sucks because like now we're trying to to not and like to untrain ourselves from doing that. But it's just something that automatically happens. And it happens to us. Like it's happened to me several times too. Yeah. Working in the industry where we have to portray, like I work with fashion and, and commercials and music videos. We had one time a character that they labeled bimbo as the character. And a lot of us had issues with that. We were kind of like, all right, so am I supposed to now dress her like with this tight ass dress and like be the typical thought of what you when you say bimbo you know and it sucks because we're only fueling that same idea which is like well if you dress x y and z this is what you're considered but even in a music video nine out of ten times you're not going to want to see a girl with tight leather pants and a cute halter top there's more chance you're going to want to see legs navel and tits yeah because sex sells like if i told you right now like hey i want you to dress me like a slut you're not going to put yeah. me in jeans and a long sleeve. You're not. You're, you're going to have an idea in your head. So when you see that idea outside of that, you're automatically going to label it. Which and sucks, it sucks because I know that if we were comfortable and different people, we'd wear that short shorts with a short crop top and think I'm wearing it for me and be fine with it. But I myself also feel the way that you do. If I were to wear that because I'm also the size that I am, I'd call a certain attention that I myself am not comfortable with. Now, was that ingrained in me? Yeah, but you're not big, by the way. I'm bigger than you right now, so stop thinking that. Well, no, it's like there's certain body types. Like Ingrid could wear little shorts from Hollister and look great in them. I wear them, and my butt's going to be busting out, and my thighs, I have bigger thighs. I can't wear so them. They won't go up. It makes, well, they, <laughs> they won't even go up. They're not going up anywhere. <laughs> that's why there was like a whole industry like issue about, mm. and that's another topic. But yeah. The image. Yeah, it, it's true. Okay. If you're talking about like in that sense, I thought you were talking about because you're still viewing yourself as like a certain way. I think a little bit does also depend on mm. the body type because for instance, I've gone to music festivals and I've walked around in a bikini the entire time. And I don't think anybody looked at me and was like, oh man, she yeah. looks really slutty. But I don't have a very like yeah, promiscuous like body. Boobs. Like I have no boobs, no butt. I think that a lot changes depending on the type of body and the way people say things. So that definitely makes a difference but i do think that in many cases there is a time and place for certain things and regardless of whether you like you as an individual don't think that that's fine but other people are going to be like oh my god is right now the time to look like this like but you know whatever like if that's how you feel like i don't think anyone's going to tell you anything but other people might look at you like and give you a certain like side eye which we were talking about before where i was like buying donuts and there's this girl and her entire like her shorts were half of her butt cheeks were out if i'm at the beach or something i wouldn't even 
think of anything but like i'm in a family like business where there's a bunch of other like little kids and family members and all those things you know they're gonna look at it as a more inappropriate thing women are the worst ones like we tear each other down like mel said like so much more because i guarantee you that that chick at the donut shop I'm sure a guy saw her and was like, oh my God, her ass is out. As soon as he walked out the door, he forgot about it and never thought about it again. And like, you've already told us, you've already said it. Like women think of it after and like make sure that more people know about it. Like they, it's like, we want to spread it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I agree. But there are some we men that actually talk about it too. Yeah. It's true though. Like guys don't give a shit. Guys usually look at us and you could be wearing a muumu. And I guarantee you that you're being x-rayed. Like they're they're visualizing what your body yes, looks like. So that's you. what I was going to tell you. <laughs> I forgot that scene, but dress a certain way or look a certain way, but then be a freak in the sheets. What's that saying? A lady in the streets. Yeah, something like that. And I, like I think it's really ridiculous because I understand because society has formed our, our thoughts like this. If we dress promiscuous, then it's expected for us to be promiscuous. And then, you know, then they want us to dress like a nun and then be a freak in the sheet. So it's like, I think it's men really that need to start changing their way of thinking on how they view women. I feel like it's gone in stages. But women too, because look at everything we've gone through and all the things that yeah. women think of too. Like where it's not just men that are viewing us like this. We're viewing ourselves we're like it. this too. True. For sure. I, yeah, I think definitely. that people are going to make up their own things just by looking at us no matter what we do it's unfortunate so if we're all hanging out and we all decided to dress like with our little hoochie dresses everyone's gonna look at us and be like you know what they're out for tonight if you don't wear underwear oh you must be ready to fuck like there's just little things and maybe and maybe that's what you want but who cares like if you live in miami which obviously most of us do it is actually very normal to see this now if you lived in a place like michigan Or, I mean, even where I live now in New Orleans, you don't really see the same attire as the women in Miami. So I think that's also something to take into consideration. But is it a Hispanic thing too? Because we criticize being Hispanic, but I'm sorry, Hispanic women dress very out there in comparison to American women. Yeah, in LA, they see us very differently. Like the way we dress in Miami, the hot pink, there's certain things that we have as staples in our closets that they're like, what is that? Not to say that girls don't wear tight stuff. Like girls wear tight things. For us, it's a tropical thing. Like it's hot as hell here. (laughs) You guys had to tell me not to wear jeans the other day because you're like are you kidding you're gonna die out there yeah because i'm in sales and i i like when i'm out in appointments i wear a dress and it is not to help my sales it is because i am (laughs) dripping sweat down every piece of my body so i have to wear a dress it needs to breathe (laughs) like it is not sexy it is to dry hispanic women yeah. tend to be sexy like that is what we portray in many things or like also russian women are known to be sexy That's and it's cold true. as shit in russia i don't know <laughs> you come to miami and you have all these hispanic women that even within their own countries dress like that it's yeah. not just because they came here like as much as we can have a conservative upbringing we tend to dress a lot sexier obviously we've talked a little bit already about how growing up in miami coming from a hispanic family that definitely shapes it but Jen what about for you for me and I think it's a Hispanic thing because I did go to high school in Tallahassee and I didn't really see this from like my girlfriends with siblings but for me like in Miami and even after like in my like through 26 
years old. I had a lot of different rules than my older brother. The only reason that the rules were different was because he was a guy and I'm a girl. So for example, like uh, my grandparents have an efficiency and we all kind of like grow. That's like our step between like living at home and like living in our own place. So he lived there and he would have girls sleep over and he could have however many people over and he could get home until at like five in the morning. But when it was my turn to live there, I had a, a midnight curfew. Like they would wait up for me to make sure I got home. They would bitch at me to if I was home late. I was not allowed to have anybody like any guy sleep over like my boyfriend at the time. Like nobody could live there. Like it was super strict and it was just because I was a girl. So you have that like fear of like, I'm not allowed to do certain things because I'm a woman and it's like instilled in you. So like, yeah, you almost have this like guilt when you start doing things. Like if I had a guy in my room and it could just be my friend, like, we're not doing anything that does it's not even that relationship. I already have anxiety because I'm like, oh my God, they're gonna think something is happening, blah, blah, blah. And like, there's no reason for that. Where like my brother didn't care about anything. He could have five girls in his room and he's probably hooking up with one of them. Not now, he's married and very happy. But at that time, like listening to this, they're very happy <laughs> back in the day. And my parents wouldn't say anything. It was like, oh, but oh, he's a boy, so do you think part of it is because of the image society? gives women that they oh, are trying sure, to protect yeah. you you have to be una niña buena because if not i'll never get married una niña buena but then a freak in the sheets okay right but don't mm. tell them that because obviously <laughs> I, I don't yeah because i think a huge thing is that because society doesn't judge men the same way that society judges women mm-hmm. our families try and protect us and are kind of like not that they want us to be out there be promiscuous or anything that's i don't think that that's what they're pushing for but another part of them is also like, okay, maybe I'll accept that you're this kind of person, but can you accept society thinking of yeah. like all yeah. these things of you? I think we all kind of had like strict parents. Yeah, I had strict parents, but they weren't necessarily just strict with me. Like my brothers had the same restrictions that I did in the sense of that nobody can stay over. Even to this day, I mean, I'm 32. My youngest brother is 30. And my dad is not cool with our significant others staying in our rooms at all. To him, it's like, if that's what you want to do, like get your own place, but not in my house. That wasn't so much because I'm a girl, because he gave the same restrictions to my brothers. So that didn't really get in the way. But my dad was very, he would get involved in the way that I would dress. So if I wore like short shorts and a crop top, he would just be like, you know, beautiful women don't have to show so much to get the right attention. He's like, you know, choose one. If you want to wear the short shorts, then wear a normal normal top. But if you want to be in a crop top, then wear another type of bottom. And he was just very much like, because you're beautiful, you don't want to attract the wrong attention and you're gonna get the attention anyways you know reconsider what you're wearing not that he would be like you can't leave the house but he would just try to make me reconsider the way that i would see things and like that was very like smart of him because then i would be like you know what yeah like if a guy wants to look at me he's gonna look at me whether i'm wearing a crop top or a tank top so whatever let me change but yeah i did grow up in a very with a very innocent mindset and i think we spoke about the majority of us did because i in like middle school and the majority of high school like i wasn't thinking of doing certain things with guys like i just lived in my bubble and i didn't think of those things like i wasn't like oh my god before i graduate high school like i need to have sex with someone or I need to do this or you know like this is a milestone in my life like that's not the way that I saw things I just kind of was like I wasn't thinking about those things like it's just they weren't crossing my mind yeah it's Uh, crazy like people who are freshmen in high school just because since I lived here freshman year like my freshman year I would have sleepovers at Natty's house we would watch movies we would stay up until four in the morning to bake cookies or like a cake and mm -hmm. like 
that was what we did freshman year. Like we like now, not even freshmen, but like sixth graders, seventh graders, eighth graders are already having sex. I didn't even fucking know what that was. And I wonder if social media has influenced that. Like the things that kids are seeing these days. Some of these 15 year olds. I was on TikTok yesterday and I was like, what are you eating? I want to show these 15 year olds what we looked like at 15. I looked crazy when I was 15 compared to what these people look like now. That's what I look like. I wasn't even allowed to wear makeup i wasn't allowed to wear makeup i couldn't even shave my legs until my mom saw a lot of hair on them and i'm not a very hairy person so i had to put cream on my legs to make them darker and i'm like please let me shave and then finally she let me shave but still like i like i guess we're very blinded by so many things because we didn't have access to the things yeah, that no. how far is too far by giving these kids phones too early by letting them play with makeup like because I want people to express themselves because I'm a creative person. I want them to be able to do the makeup. And I've seen kids that do drag. And some people might argue, like, why do kids have to be in this position? Or why are they even in this environment? And then I go, well, I used to play pretend. And kids get into their parents' closets all the time. But I think what's happening now is that you have 24-hour access all the time to see what people are doing, what gets people likes. We were all raised Catholics. Uh, We all went to Catholic school. And I feel like that has a huge influence on who we become because from the beginning, we're told we're supposed to be all of these things like good girls and don't, don't mess up because then you're damaged goods. Like there's just a lot of things that come along with that that even for me, masturbation, which health-wise they say is healthy for you, we were told it was a sin. So even touching yourself, like, I don't know how many women have actually taken a mirror and looked at their (laughs) vaginas. It's true. Which could be scary, I know, but like most people don't know their genitalia, which because I feel like we've been told something about it, like almost disconnected with that or ashamed in some way. Oh my God, are we a slut from... because we've seen our own vaginas? No, I hope you've seen your own <laughs> vaginas. Like, it's attached to you. I would like to think we've seen it. Parents are very conservative. Like my mom did talk to me about sex very young and I'm grateful for that. And she always told me like, you don't sit on a boy's lap. I think, yeah, I think our parents did have certain boundaries. Oh like, for, God, I, I wasn't was allowed to sleep there. at other people's house because mm-hmm. um, my parents didn't like that yeah. at all. But because I was a girl and my dad did not feel comfortable, Same. like, being in a house with another man and all these things. And that was the, the protective side of him. I don't think that he thought that my friend no. had parents that were pedophiles. But that. you don't you don't know. You really don't no, I know. Mean, yeah. My mom would tell him, Janessi and I, before leaving the house, like, be careful nobody chops you up into little pieces and puts you in a bush. We were like, oh. I have known <laughs> how to get away from a kidnapping since I was, like, 10. And it's because of Natty's mom. And, it yes, there's trauma, trauma to that. But I feel like I would put up a pretty good fight. Much like Ingrid said, and much like Natty said, we all grew up in a Hispanic, conservative, Catholic household, which makes it, I think, much more challenging, especially that we're women. Um, My parents were very, very strict. They didn't really talk about sexuality. I think it was something, I think it was more like a taboo conversation. Like my parents, I've never talked about sex with my dad to this day which I guess would be a weird conversation as a woman to have with your dad. But like my mom, even like, I don't think it's until like the last five years, maybe that we've actually talked about sex and it's kind of okay. But even talking to my mom, still, it's kind of like, I don't know if I really want to know about your sex life. (laughs) Dad. Yeah. I don't want to know about my mom's sex life with my dad. Much to what you said, like 
going, I mean, especially, I don't know about you guys, but I went to a Catholic school since like pre-K. So you are mm. ingrained in your mind how like doing anything, you're going to hell. Add that combination <laughs> to me being already a shy and quiet kid and much approved took a lot for me to like go on my own sexuality journey and figure things out because it, it really did affect me. And it really wasn't until I took a sexuality um, course, personal like effectiveness course that I kind of became more comfortable within my skin. And even then it's still like a process, even like exploring like options. Like I remember I dated a woman and my mom freaked the flip out, like my parents. And I think that they just couldn't like accept that I would even do that. And I think it's much about just for me it was more about like exploring and just loving someone for who they are, not necessarily for their gender. But because we were raised like Hispanic, conservative and Catholic, it was a huge freaking deal. I think there should be more conversations held because obviously going back to like what we spoke about in the beginning of the conversation, a lot of it has to do with your upbringing and how you view things and how society has put thoughts into our minds. As society, we have to do better to have the conversation as parents. I mean, none of us are parents, but as parents, we do have to do better with talking to our kids, not only because we feel that maybe they shouldn't be doing certain things, but it'll also help them understand the things that they're seeing. Because with so much information out there, do you want them to be informed by someone that might be giving them improper information? Or do you prefer them more or less having an understanding that you're teaching them to have? And it's good to talk about these things because at the end of the day, Everyone's going to have sex. Everyone's going to whatever. So talk to them and let them know it's okay, A, if you wait too long. Or if you're going to do something, try and come to me so I can help you do what you need to do so that you are protected and you are doing things in the right way. Open communication. I also think it depends on that generation because I remember like Mm -hmm. I was talking about it with my mom and my grandma and like already in my 20s at this point, like late 20s. And my grandma didn't know that like all penises are different. She's only seen one. (laughs) I know. I know. She's only seen one and she's like... What in Spanish? So she's like, What do you mean they're not all the same? I'm like, No. And she's like, Can you explain to me the difference? I'm like, I really hate that I have to, but I feel like you need to know before you die. Yes, I will. I will explain this to you. My really? mom is mortified at this point. She's only been with two people, my dad and my stepdad. I'm just like, yes, there's there's a difference. She's like, wow. Variety. He literally was like, I wonder if this one was a good one. I'm like, I'm stopping the conversation right there. I'm only giving you information. And then you take that and do with that what you will. But I just giving you grandma's giving us some lessons and conversations that I they would be mortified if I repeated so I will never repeat the stories but they are great to sit at a some dinners with my grandma and I feel like the conversations are so different like hearing it from your grandmother than your mom and I guess because you didn't come out of your grandmother's vagina you came out of your mom so it's a little different much rather hear my grandmother's crazy stories than like my mom like I love you mom no offense but like my mom is the typical like you, you should definitely be a freak in the street because every man loves that and I, I don't know what when they she was like gonna have a conversation with me about like like her and my dad and I'm like whoa this is where this conversation ends and she's like oh but come on you talk yeah. with your friends about this stuff and I'm like it's totally different that brings us to the end of our show thanks for sharing your time with us we hope you had some laughs got a little deep and kind of thought about your own actions and why you choose to say things. And we look forward to seeing you next time. If you have been a victim to being slut shamed and you're having suicidal thoughts, 
contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 for support and assistance from a trained counselor. If you or a loved one are in immediate danger, please call 911. We love you love and we you accept we you, love you no matter if you're a slut or not. <laughs> we are sluts, so slut away. <laughs> so don't judge fellow sluts. Only us against us. 